You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. 22 USC. It is a crime to engage in a willful violation of any provision of the act or any regulation thereunder. 22 USC. 618 Al. It is also a crime willfully to make false statements or omissions of material facts in FARA registration statements or supplements. 22 USC 618 A2. Most violations have a maximum penalty of five years of imprisonment and a $10,000 fine. Do you know the safest place in the world to be is at a Trump rally? When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists. Every woman lied. What was it? This was locker room talk. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would probably get along very well with Putin. Send him back. I'm sure that paperwork comes in Spanish. This guy, oh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. He's going to I don't remember. I thought, oh, baby, that's what I said. I don't throw babies out, believe me. I love babies. Actually, I was only kidding. You can get the baby out of here. He said, he said I had small hands. Actually, I'm 6'3", not 6'2", but he said I had small hands. They're not small, are they? I never heard, I never I heard, heard that one before. Hillary Clinton needs to get her ass spiked. Do I hit it low? Is Trump strong? I am officially running for president of the United States. Thank you, Anthony Weiner. And we are going to make our country great again. Well, I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot some, and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible. He referred to my hands if they're small. Something else must be small. There's never been anything like this, so go and register. Make sure you get out and vote.
Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. Immigrants and immigrants, they mix together. I feel he's the last chance we have to establish law and order and preserve the culture I grew up in. Would I approve waterboard? You bet your ass. If you don't speak English and don't contribute, get out. I'm going to take such good care of women's health care issues. I have such respect for women. I cherish women. She's the devil. So far, we're doing well, though, right? Have I been a good messenger? He's a war hero because he was captured. I like people that weren't captured. This is a movement like people have never seen before. I thought I heard a little voice over there. I get him out. Take him out. Yeah, man. Ladies and gentlemen. Am I allowed to rip that whistle out of the mouth? I'd rip that whistle. Go home to mommy. I love the old days. You know what they used to do to guys like that when they were in a place like this? They'd be 22 USC 618. V. Application. The investigation uncovered extensive evidence that Paul Manafort's and Richard Oates's pre-campaign work for the government of Ukraine violated FARA. Manafort and Gates were charged for that conduct and admitted to it when they pleaded guilty to superseding criminal informations in the District of Columbia prosecution. The evidence underlying those charges is not addressed in this report because it was discussed in public court documents and in a separate prosecution memorandum submitted to the acting attorney general before the original indictment in that case. In addition, the investigation produced evidence of FARA violations involving Michael Flynn. Those potential violations, however, concerned a country other than Russia i.e., Turkey and were resolved when Flynn admitted to the underlying facts in the statement of offense that accompanied his guilty plea to a false statements charge. Statement of offense, United States v. Michael T. Flynn. L. 17 CR 232 DDC. December 1, 2017, Doc 4 Flynn's statement of offense The investigation did not, however, yield evidence sufficient to sustain any charge that any individual affiliated with the Trump campaign acted as an agent of a foreign principle within the meaning of FARA or, in terms of Section 951, subject to the direction or control of the government of Russia, or any official thereof. In particular, the office did not find evidence likely to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that campaign officials such as Paul Manafort, George Papadopoulos, and Carter Page acted as agents of the Russian Overnernant or at its direction control, or request during the relevant time period. As a result, the office did not charge any other Trump campaign official with violating FARA or Section 951, or attempting or conspiring to do so, based on contacts with the Russian government or a Russian principal. Finally, the office investigated whether one of the above campaign advisors George Papadopoulos acted as an agent of, or at the direction and control of, the government of Israel. While the investigation revealed significant ties between Papadopoulos and Israel and search warrants were obtained in part on that basis, the office ultimately determined that the evidence was not sufficient to obtain and sustain a conviction under FARA or Section 951. 3. Campaign Finance Several areas of the office's investigation involved efforts or offers by foreign nationals to provide negative information about candidate Clinton to the Trump campaign or to distribute that information to the public, to the anticipated benefit of the campaign. 
As explained below, the office considered whether two of those efforts in particular the June 9, 2016 meeting at Trump Tower harm to ongoing matter constituted prosecutable violations of the campaign finance laws. The office determined that the evidence was not sufficient to charge either incident as a criminal violation. A. Overview of governing law. The United States has a compelling interest in limiting the participation of foreign citizens in activities of democratic self-government, and in thereby preventing foreign influence over the U.S. political process. Kavanaugh, J., for three-judge court, aid, 565 U.S. 1104 2012. To that end, federal campaign finance law broadly prohibits foreign nationals from making contributions, donations, expenditures, or other disbursements in connection with federal, state, or local candidate elections, and prohibits anyone from soliciting, accepting, or receiving such contributions or donations. As relevant here, foreign nationals may not make and no one may solicit, accept, or receive from them a contribution or donation of money or other thing of value or an express or implied promise to make a contribution or donation, in connection with a federal, state, or local election. 52 U.S.C. 30,121 Allah, A2. The term contribution, which is used throughout the campaign finance law, includes any gift, subscription, loan, advance, or deposit of money or anything of value made by any person for the purpose of influencing any election for federal office. 52 U.S.C. 301,018 I. It excludes, among other things, the value of volunteer services. 52 U.S.C. 301,018 by. Foreign nationals are also barred from making an expenditure, independent expenditure, or disbursement for an electioneering communication. 52 U.S.C. 30,121 A.L.C. The term expenditure includes any purchase, payment, distribution, loan, advance, deposit, or gift of money or anything of value, made by any person for the purpose of influencing any election for federal office. 52 U.S.C. 301,019I. It excludes, among other things, news stories and nonpartisan get-out-the-vote activities. 52 U.S.C. 3010I9 by E. An independent expenditure is an expenditure expressly advocating the election or defeat of a clearly identified candidate and made independently of the campaign. 52 U.S.C. 3,010,117. An electioneering communication is a broadcast communication that refers to a clearly identified candidate for federal office and is made within specified time periods and targeted at the relevant electorate. The statute defines foreign national by reference to FARA and the Immigration and Nationality Act, with minor modification. 52 U.S.C. 30121B cross-referencing 22 U.S.C. 61 LBL 3 and 8 U.S.C. 1101A20, 22. That definition yields five, sometimes overlapping categories of foreign nationals, which include all of the individuals and entities relevant for present purposes namely, foreign governments and political parties, individuals outside of the U.S. who are not legal permanent residents, and certain non-U.S. entities located outside of the U.S. A knowing and willful violation involving an aggregate of $25,000 or more in a calendar year is a felony. 52 U.S.C. 30,109 D.L.A.I. C. Blumen, 800 F. Sup. 2D at 292. Noting that a willful violation will require some proof of the defendant's knowledge of the law, United States v. Danielchik, 917 F. Sup. 
2D 573-577 ED. VA. 2013 Applying Willfulness Standard Drawn from Brian V. United States. 524 U.S. 184, 191, 92, 1998. See also Wagner V. FEC. 793 F3D1, 19 N.23DCCIR. 2015 and Bain Same. A knowing and willful violation involving an aggregate of $2,000 or more in a calendar year, but less than $25,000, is a misdemeanor. V. Application to June 9th Trump Tower Meeting. This free audio is provided by MullerReportAudioBook.com. The office considered whether to charge Trump campaign officials with crimes in connection with the June 9th meeting described in Volume 1, Section IVA.5, Supra. The office concluded that, in light of the government's substantial burden of proof on issues of intent knowing and willful, and the difficulty of establishing the value of the offered information, criminal charges would not meet the justice manual standard that the admissible evidence will probably be sufficient to obtain and sustain a conviction. Justice Manual 9-27.220 In brief, the key facts are that, on June 3, 2016, Robert Goldstone emailed Donald Trump Jr. to pass along from Emin and Aras Agalarov an offer from Russia's Crown Prosecutor to the Trump campaign of official documents and information that would incriminate Hillary and her dealings with Russia and would be very useful to Trump Jr.'s father. The email described this as very high-level and sensitive information that is part of Russia and its government's support to Mr. Trump helped along by Aras and Emin. Trump Jr. responded, if it's what you say I love it especially later in the summer. Trump Jr. and Emin Agalarov had follow-up conversations and, within days, scheduled a meeting with Russian representatives that was attended by Trump Jr., Manafort, and Kushner. The communications setting up the meeting and the attendance by high-level campaign representatives support an inference that the campaign anticipated receiving derogatory documents and information from official Russian sources that could assist candidate Trump's electoral prospects. This series of events could implicate the federal election law ban on contributions and donations by foreign nationals, 52 U.S.C. 3012 LOL A specifically, Goldstone passed along an offer purportedly from a Russian government official to provide official documents and information to the Trump campaign for the purposes of influencing the presidential election. Trump Jr. appears to have accepted that offer and to have arranged a meeting to receive those materials. Documentary evidence in the form of email chains supports the inference that Kushner and Manafort were aware of that purpose and attended the June 9th meeting anticipating the receipt of helpful information to the campaign from Russian sources. The office considered whether this evidence would establish a conspiracy to violate the foreign contributions ban, in violation of 18 U.S.C. 371, the solicitation of an illegal foreign source contribution, or the acceptance or receipt of an express or implied promise to make a foreign source contribution, both in violation of 52 U.S.C. 3012 L. Allah, A. 2. 
There are reasonable arguments that the offered information would constitute a thing of value within the meaning of these provisions, but the office determined that the government would not be likely to obtain and sustain a conviction for two other reasons. First, the office did not obtain admissible evidence likely to meet the government's burden to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that these individuals acted willfully, i.e., with general knowledge of the illegality of their conduct, and, second, the government would likely encounter difficulty in proving beyond a reasonable doubt that the value value of the promised information exceeded the threshold for a criminal violation. I. Thing of value element. A threshold legal question is whether providing to a campaign documents and information of the type involved here would constitute a prohibited campaign contribution. The foreign contribution ban is not limited to contributions of money. It expressly prohibits a contribution or donation of money or other thing of value. 52 USC. 3012 law law a2 emphasis added and the term contribution is defined throughout the campaign finance laws to include any gift subscription loan advance or deposit of money or anything of value 52 usc 301018 i emphasis added the phrases thing of value and anything of value are broad and inclusive enough to encompass at least some forms of valuable information Throughout the United States Code, these phrases serve as terms of art that are construed broadly. United States v. Nilsson, 967 F2D 539, 542 CIR. 1992 per curium thing of value includes both tangibles and intangibles, see also, e.g., 18 U.S.C. 20 LBL, 666 A2 bribery statutes, id. 641 theft of government property. For example, the term thing of value encompasses law enforcement reports that would reveal the identity of informants. United States v. Gerard, 601 F2D 69, 71 2D CIR. 1979, classified materials, United States v. Fowler, 932 F2D 306, 310 CIR. 1991, Confidential Information About a Competitive Bid, United States v. Matskin, 14 F3D 1014, 4th CIR 1994, Secret Grand Jury Information, United States v. Jeter, 775 F2D 670, 686, CIR. 1985, An Information About a Witness's Whereabouts, United States v. Shecker, 618 F2D 607-609 9th Circle 1980 per curium. And in the public corruption context, thing of value is defined broadly to include the value which the defendant subjectively attaches to the items received. United States v. Renzi, 769 F3D 731, 744 9th, CIR. Federal Election Commission FEC regulations recognize the value to a campaign of at least some forms of information, stating that the term anything of value includes the provision of any goods or services without charge, such as membership lists and mailing lists. The FEC has concluded that the phrase includes a state-by-state -state list of activists. See Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington v. FEC, 475 F3D 337, 338 DC CIR 2007 describing the FEC's findings. Likewise, polling data provided to a campaign constitutes a contribution.
FEC Advisory Opinion 1990-12 Strub, 1990 WL 153454 citing 11 CFR. 106.46. And in the specific context of the foreign contributions ban, the FEC has concluded that election materials used in previous Canadian campaigns, including flyers, advertisements, door hangers, tri-folds, signs, and other printed material, constitute anything of value, even though the value of these materials may be nominal or difficult to ascertain. These authorities would support the view that candidate-related opposition research given to a campaign for the purpose of influencing an election could constitute a contribution to which the foreign source ban could apply. A campaign can be assisted not only by the provision of funds, but also by the provision of derogatory information about an opponent. Political campaigns frequently conduct and pay for opposition research. A foreign entity that engaged in such research and provided resulting information to a campaign could exert a greater effect on an election, and a greater tendency to ingratiate the donor to the candidate, than a gift of money or tangible things of value. At the same time, no judicial decision has treated the voluntary provision of uncompensated opposition research or similar information as a thing of value that could amount to a contribution under campaign finance law. Such an interpretation could have implications beyond the foreign source ban, see 52 U.S.C. 30116A imposing monetary limits on campaign contributions, and raise First Amendment questions. Those questions could be especially difficult where the information consisted simply of the recounting of historically accurate facts. It is uncertain how courts would resolve those issues. E. Willfulness. This free audio is provided by MullerReportAudioBook.com. Even assuming that the promised documents and information that would incriminate Hillary constitute a thing of value under campaign finance law, the government would encounter other challenges in seeking to obtain and sustain a conviction. Most significantly, the government has not obtained admissible evidence that is likely to establish the scienter requirement beyond a reasonable doubt. To prove that a defendant acted knowingly and willfully, the government would have to show that the defendant had general knowledge that his conduct was unlawful. U.S. Department of Justice, Federal Prosecution Ophelection Offenses 123 8th ed., December 2017 Election Offenses, C. Blumen, 800 F. Sup. 2D at 292 noting that a willful violation requires proof of the defendant's knowledge of the law, Danielchik, 917 F. Sup. 2D at 577 Knowledge of General Unlawfulness. This standard creates an elevated scienter element requiring, at the very least, that application of the law to the facts in question be fairly clear. When there is substantial doubt concerning whether the law applies to the facts of a particular matter, the offender is more likely to have an intent defense. Election offenses. On the facts here, the government would unlikely be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the June 9th meeting participants had general knowledge that their conduct was unlawful. The investigation has not developed evidence that the participants in the meeting were familiar with the foreign contribution ban or the application of federal law to the relevant factual context. The government does not have strong evidence of surreptitious behavior or FO-11s at concealment at the time of the June 9th meeting. 
While the government has evidence of later efforts to prevent disclosure of the nature of the June 9 meeting that could circumstantially provide support for a showing of scienter, see Volume 2, Section 2G, Infra, that concealment occurred more than a year later, involved individuals who did not attend the June 9 meeting, and may reflect an intention to avoid political consequences rather than any prior knowledge of legality. Additionally, in light of the unresolved legal questions about whether giving documents and information of the sort offered here constitutes a campaign contribution, Trump Jr. could mount a factual defense that he did not believe his response to the offer and the June 9 meeting itself violated the law. Given his less direct involvement in arranging the June 9 meeting, Kushner could likely mount a similar defense. And, while Manafort is experienced with political campaigns, the office has not developed evidence showing that he had relevant knowledge of these legal issues. E. Difficulties in valuing promised information. The office would also encounter difficulty proving beyond a reasonable doubt that the value of the promised documents and information exceeds the $2,000 threshold for a criminal violation, as well as the $25,000 threshold for felony punishment. C. 52 USC. 30,109 deci leaders. The type of evidence commonly used to establish the value of non-monetary contributions such as pricing the contribution on a commercial market or determining the upstream acquisition cost or the cost of distribution would likely be unavailable or ineffective in this factual setting. Although damaging opposition research is surely valuable to a campaign, it appears that the information ultimately delivered in the meeting was not valuable. And while value in a conspiracy may well be measured by what the participants expected to receive at the time of the agreement, see, e.g., United States v. Tombrello, 666 F2D 485489 11 CIR 1982, Goldstone's description of the offered material here was quite general. His suggestion of the information's value I e. that it would incriminate Hillary and would be very useful to Trump Jr.'s father was non-specific and may have been understood as being of uncertain worth or reliability, given Goldstone's lack of direct access to the original source. The uncertainty over what would be delivered could be reflected in Trump Jr.'s response if it's what you say I love it emphasis added. Accordingly, taking into account the high burden to establish a culpable mental state in a campaign finance prosecution and the difficulty in establishing the required valuation, the office decided not to pursue criminal campaign finance charges against Trump Jr. or other campaign officials for the events culminating in the June 9 meeting. E. Willfulness. As discussed, to establish a criminal campaign finance violation, the government must prove that the defendant acted knowingly and willfully. 52 U.S.C. 30,109 D.L.A.I. That standard requires proof that the defendant knew generally that his conduct was unlawful. Election Offenses 123. Given the uncertainties noted above, the willfulness requirement would pose a substantial barrier to prosecution. 4. False Statements and Obstruction of the Investigation. The office determined that certain individuals associated with the campaign lied to investigators about campaign contacts with Russia and have taken other actions to interfere with the investigation. As explained below, the office therefore charged some U.S. persons connected to the campaign with false statements and obstruction offenses. A. Overview of governing law. False statements. The principal federal statute criminalizing false statements to government investigators is 18 U.S.C. 1001. 
as relevant here, under Section 1001A2, it is a crime to knowingly and willfully make any materially false, fictitious, or fraudulent statement or representation in any matter within the jurisdiction of the executive branch of the government. An FBI investigation is a matter within the executive branch's jurisdiction United States v. Rogers, 466 U.S. 475-479-1984. The statute also applies to a subset of legislative branch actions viz. administrative matters and investigations or reviews conducted by a congressional committee or subcommittee. 18 U.S.C. 1001 centiliters and 2, see United States v. Pickett 353 F3D 62, 66 DCCIR. 2004. Whether the statement was made to law enforcement or congressional investigators, the government must prove beyond a reasonable doubt the same basic non-jurisdictional elements, the statement was false, fictitious, or fraudulent, the defendant knew both that it was false and that it was unlawful to make a false statement, and the false statement was material. C.E.G. United States v. Smith, 831 F3D 1207, 1222N.279 CIR 2017 Listing Elements, see also 9th Circuit Pattern Instruction 8.73 and CMT explaining that the Section 1001 Jury Instruction was modified in light of the Department of Justice's position that the phrase knowingly and willfully in the statute requires the defendant's knowledge that his or her conduct was unlawful in the D.C. Circuit, the government must prove that the statement was actually false. A statement that is misleading but literally true does not satisfy Section 1001A2. See United States v. Milton, 8 F3D 3945. DCCIR. 1993, United States v. Dale, 991 F2D 819, 832-33 and N.22 DCCIR. 1993. For that false statement to qualify as material, it must have a natural tendency to influence, or be capable of influencing, a discrete decision or any other function of the agency to which it is addressed. See United States v. Godin, 515 U.S. 506, 509-1995, United States v. Moore, 612 F3D, 698, 701 DCCIR. 2010. Perjury. Under the federal perjury statutes, it is a crime for a witness testifying under oath before a grand jury to knowingly make any false material declaration. See 18 U.S.C. 1623. The government must prove four elements beyond a reasonable doubt to obtain a conviction under Section 1623A. The defendant testified under oath before a federal grand jury. The defendant's testimony was false in one or more respects. The false testimony concerned matters that were material to the grand jury investigation, and the false testimony was knowingly given. United States v. Bridges, 717 F2D 1444, 1449N.30 DCCIR 1983. The general perjury statute, 18 U.S.C. 1621, also applies to grand jury testimony and has similar elements, except that it requires that the witness have acted willfully and that the government satisfy strict common law requirements for establishing falsity. 
C. Dunn v. United States, 442 U.S. 100, 106 and N.6 1979 explaining the two-witness rule and the corroboration that it demands. Have you discussed Mueller or his investigation with anyone at Kasowitz, Benson & Torres, the law firm founded by Mark Kasowitz, President Trump's personal lawyer? Have you discussed it with anyone? Would you talk to him? Be sure about your answers. I'm asking you a very direct question, yes or no. Yes or no? Sir, please answer the question. I'll ask again. I asked the question just a minute ago. I'm sorry you forgot. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh... Hey, guys, you know what? America does not want to witness a food fight. They want to know how we're going to put food on their table. I will repeat it. I will. Had he been cleared. I would like to speak on the issue of race. I do not believe you are a racist. And I agree with you when you commit yourself to the importance of finding common ground. But I also believe, and it's personal, it was hurtful, to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. You also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was busing to school every day. And that little girl was me. I will also immediately put in place a meaningful process for reviewing the cases for asylum. I will release children from cages. I will get rid of the private detention centers. Uh, Attorney General Barr, has the president or anyone at the White House ever asked or suggested that you open an investigation of anyone? Yes or no? Yes or no, please. Seems you'd remember something like that and be able to tell us. So you're not denying that you've spoken? Well, I, I said I don't remember anything like that. Okay, I'll move on. Okay. Clearly, you're not going to answer the question. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts, or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals24. That's chime.com goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details.